Welcome to Podcasts of Waterdeep. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk, the official Dungeons and Dragons podcast. To celebrate the launch of Waterdeep Dragon Heist, D&D asked Victoria Rogers from the Broadswords and Josh Peralt from Taking Initiative to create a special 10-episode story with a cross-section of the D&D live play community. Hopefully by listening to some of these episodes, you get jazzed about the possibility of storytelling within Waterdeep Dragon Heist and maybe find one or two new D&D podcasts to follow. To find out more about these groups and the Waterdeep Dragon Heist adventure book available in game stores now and everywhere, September 18th, head to dnd.wizards.com slash p-o-w-d or check out our live video programming on twitch.tv slash dnd. Here's a brief recap of what happened in the last episode. Waterdeep is a city in turmoil, with factions such as the Zentarum, the Xanathar Crime Organization, and the Harpers all searching for a huge horde of gold dragons hidden in a vault somewhere in the city. Due to the actions of the Broadswords, the different factions of Waterdeep all know about three keys to open the vault. A set of magical bagpipes are currently in the position of Waterdeep officials, while two other keys are at large, a star of Waterdeep and something called the Widowmaker. Have fun listening to this fifth episode of Podcast of Waterdeep brought to you by Venture Maidens. Gather round, travelers, to hear our tale. The Venture Maidens are called to Waterdeep to aid the city officials in a mad treasure hunt. Can our heroes find the vault key before it's too late? What dire secrets is Madame Benedicta hiding? Will the maidens get by with a little help from their bard friends? Find out in our special Podcasts of Waterdeep episode, Curtain Call. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a super special edition of Venture Maidens. Here we are engaging in this really, really awesome project. We are so excited to be returning and working with Wizards again for one of these book launches, the Podcasts of Waterdeep event. And I, yeah, I'm just over the moon about it here. And we are joined today by some really, really cool guests who I'll introduce in a minute. But I just wanted to say thank you one more time. And, uh, to let you all know, if you uh, usually enjoy Venture Maidens, things are a little bit different this time. We're picking up this game and setting it in the uh, the Sword Coast, in the city of Waterdeep specifically. So you'll have to forgive us for a little moments. I know we're coming from a homebrew game. Uh, but for those of you who have never listened to Venture Maidens, it doesn't really matter. So enjoy! I will stop uh, just rambling and introduce myself. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Celeste Konowich, and I will be your dungeon master today. Hello, my name is Brittany Quintero. I play the elven warlock Arnadel Ithil. Hi there. I'm Nassim Etamad, and I'm playing your human monk, Sayanur. And I'm Sage, and I play Caro Brynhilda, the dwarven barbarian. My name is Kyle Classen. I'm going to be playing Tabitha Wright, the half-elf warlock bard, which you may know from Bombarded. And I'm Christine... Oh, hi. <laughs> I'm Christina Ariel, and uh, you may know my character, Ariza, from Sirens of the Realms, and she is an Asimar cleric bard. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have both Christina and Kyle here. This is so cool and so weird, and I'm a little <laughs> bit nervous, you guys, but it's going to be <laughs> fine. How's everybody feeling so far? Good. Feeling right. ready? Ready. Feeling good. I'm so excited yeah. to have a cleric. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. God. When I heard that, I was like, <laughs> we need this. It's about time. Yeah, we deserve a cleric because um, things are rough in our home game. So this is going to be easy breezy as, you know, we travel, uh, send our story to Waterdeep, the most populous city upon the Sword Coast. And so the Venture Maidens have been called to Waterdeep for reasons. Uh, the officials of Waterdeep have uh, reached out to the Sisters of Sorrow, of course, the organization that you all work for, requesting aid. The city itself is in a state of turmoil right now. It has recently been announced that somewhere deep under the city, the Vault of Never Ember uh, has been rumored now to exist. And that vault is filled with over a million dragons. Oh my god. Which is gold coins. The oh. name for gold <laughs> coins. Oh, okay. Not the I actual was like, dragons. What? <laughs> I was like, I quit now. I don't accept this mission. <laughs> Uh, no, like, I don't want to be. I quit. Here. I'm out. <laughs> no, no. A dragon. Police. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mother of dragons. Get in here. Venture maidens out. <laughs> so a dragon is a gold piece. So somewhere in the city, there is this vault that is filled with the wealth of a lifetime. And everybody has gone absolutely bananas trying to get their hands on this money. Ooh. So now it is known, common knowledge, that three keys are needed to open this vault. And as you arrive in Waterdeep Maidens, uh, you talk to the city guard who are kind of organizing this effort, and they have called you in because they have gotten a tip from somebody that somebody in the city knows the location of one of these keys, and they have asked to meet with you. So I actually have a letter from this person that I am going to read for you. Very cool. This was the letter that was slid across to you, and the Waterdeep officials are like, we're not really sure what to do with this, or if this is, you know, the right thing to do, but you should go and investigate this lead. Okay. <clears throat> My dearest and most honored personnel of Waterdeep, I, Madame Benedicta Rocher, beloved star of this fairest of cities, am writing to enlist your aid in a situation most dire. This message is entrusted to you by my most faithful messengers in hope of avoiding undue scrutiny or attention, for you see, my own life is put in peril by what I am about to disclose. I find myself in possession of vital information about the location of one of the keys that opens Lord Neverember's legendary vault. It is absolutely imperative that your agents meet me this very evening to receive what I know. Until it is disclosed, I fear for my own life and safety. In the interest of secrecy, I have also enclosed tickets to my performance this evening. Attend as if you are a normal patron of the arts, and I shall rendezvous with you after final curtain to expunge upon you the sorrowful burden I bear. Mm -hmm. So that I may know your agents and approach them without fear, I request they wear a purple flower upon their lapel so I may know them. I beseech you attend, so we may work in concert to end this event which has driven our beloved city to madness. Patriotically yours, Benedicta. Sage and I are on the same wavelength. <laughs> Doug, <laughs> what a drama queen, my god. <laughs> I don't trust this yes. bitch for a second. Mm -mm. It's a trap. <laughs> she's, she's full of so, it. <laughs> so this letter... Go 
God, you guys, let's just do one voice. Don't trust anyone. That's the problem. It's because uh, we hear your voice. That's why we... Yes, I, I have a distrustable voice. Yeah. I see. Uh, so this was the letter that was delivered to the City Watch of Waterdeep, and they didn't quite know what to do with this. So why don't uh, the three of you go ahead and make history checks to see if you know a little bit more about who Madame Benedicta is. That was a natural 20. Oh, oh no. Oh, you're not even from here. I know shit. <laughs> yeah, Arnadel's like, I don't know. I was in the tower all the time. I didn't go to shows. <laughs> okay, so maybe Isaye, for whatever reason, is really into like what's hip and new in Waterdeep. Madame Benedicta is a famous actress and performer in Waterdeep. She essentially has been, like, the most popular theatrical star. Oh, Saya would know that. She's about the arts. She knows theater. She loves the great tales of heroes. She knows about her. Oh, yeah. Then you Mm. definitely know who Madame Benedicta is. Uh, She has been a Waterdeepian treasure for about 20 years. Uh, Her career has been long, and she is starting to get up there in age. She's kind of falling out of popularity at this point. Um, mm-hmm. She's taking on less roles. She's you know not not the ingenue she used to be. But everybody knows who this person is. You also know that tonight is her final performance ever. Whoa! Uh, in the role she is currently playing, which is uh, in a romantic comedy, she is playing a pirate wench by the <coughs> name of Sephiria. In a show that, an amazingly popular show that everybody wants to go see, no one can get tickets to, called Sephiria's Booty. Oh my god. <laughs> oh boy. Oh my god. Which is, which is a rom-com full of amazing songs that everybody knows the soundtrack to. They all play it in their wagons. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's Water, it's yeah, it's Water Davi and Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> essentially um, yep and so it's about this pirate wench who basically the pirates come she falls in love with the first mate the captain loves her it's this crazy tale everybody loves it so this is her final performance ever this evening so right, you receive cool. this letter and you receive these tickets and the uh, city watch please that you go to this show this evening to see what Madame Benedicta has to say. Well, we gotta get purple flowers. They happen to have them ready to go for you. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Because <laughs> they're like, okay. Uh, they also inform you uh, before you leave that Madame Benedicta has been suspected of having contacts within the Zentarum for quite a while, which Whoa. is sort of a shadowy criminal organization. So once this came across their desk, they were like, oh, Boy. So they actually already have two agents who are planted in the theater where Madame Benedicta works, uh, kind of keeping an eye on her. And they say if anything should go awry, any any trouble, these two agents will be there at the theater tonight. And they also know that you will be wearing these purple flowers. Oh, they're like air marshals. Yeah. So if, <laughs> if shit gets bad, there is a panic option. Yeah. They'll um, step in. And of course, Christine and Kyle. You are these two agents, and you have been informed ahead of the show tonight that the three people coming, the maidens, will be wearing the purple flower, so you will be able to recognize them on site. Awesome. Mm. All right. Yeah. I All say right. we have our own agents around. You two wear purple, and then I won't wear a purple flower, and I'll just <laughs> hang around up in the, I don't know, 
seats and keep an eye out for you. Is guys. there a balcony? You should be in the balcony. Mm-hmm. You're in the a monk. <laughs> or in the sky. catwalk. <laughs> Might confuse if there's any intel from our enemies. They'll be like, I thought there were supposed to be three of them. Shh, shh, shh. Ooh. Ooh, counter sting. Reverse sting? Uh, yeah. What is that? Counter, counter? <laughs> reverse, reverse <laughs> psychology? Reverse, reverse. Just psychology. <laughs> it's just psychology. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It cancels out. <laughs> but then again, Sai is like, ooh, I, I kind of want to see this show. All right, I'll wear another flower, too. <laughs> All right, so we get suited up. Oh, yes. What do you wear? Do you put on anything special to go to the theater? And this is a trick. This is, there is a wrong and right answer to this question. Oh, so. I have, I still have my water deep, like, outfits that I wore whenever I lived there. I'm going to pull that shit out. It's probably slightly out of fashion because she hasn't been there in a minute, but. <laughs> ooh, scandalous. I don't believe I would have anything fancier than, like, a long cloak. So <laughs> that's what I put on. Kara, oh. Kara busts out the 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 armor that is only worn for fine events and uh, for, like, the proper regalia blazoned mm. with her family's crest on it. It is, like, Ooh. it is, this is, like, never seen battle and it's, like, an heirloom that is passed on from generations. Ooh, ceremonial armor. We gotta just like so not even pop out shining. Shiny. Saya goes, "Hey, princess." <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna. We're gonna be like, "Oh, Rude. damn, girl! Look at those robes." And she clean up good. She puts her nice hair digs. in a bun, a very tidy bun. <laughs> we don't. I don't know if Arnold's gonna be like. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> we don't immediately recognize you because this is the first time your hair is out of your face. Yeah, exactly. You're like, well, you have one. <laughs> did Kara <laughs> shave her beard? No, it's still there. She didn't want to go that far. Oh, okay. That's too much work. That is too much. All right, let's. You don't want to look like you're trying to. Exactly. So, shall we enjoy a night at the theater, maidens? Yes. yes. Oh, wonderful. So you wind your way through the streets of Waterdeep, taking in all the amazing sights and sounds of a beautiful city full of so many different people. And you approach the Seven Masks Theater, which is just on the edge of the dock district. So you're getting into, like, the kind of bad part of the town, but it's not the worst part of town anymore. It's more like the edgy part of town. You know, there's, like, microbreweries that are opening up. Oh, wow. (laughs) You know, uh, the the little clothing shops that only sell five things. Super trendy. (laughs) Uh, So you make your way to the Seven Mask Theater. And uh, you can tell it is that because the the building itself is very old. It's been here for quite a while. It's like one of those historical treasures of Waterdeep. Uh, So it's recently been repainted, refurbished, but it's done in like the old kind of style. And immediately as you get there, you can see that there is a huge line of people that winds its way around the block. And people are politely standing in line. uh, And you see that there is a sign at the beginning of this roped off line that says, We'll call. There is a tall elven man in a very, very nice black suit jacket with tails uh, taking tickets. All right. Present him our ticket. Okay. Are you going to wait in the line or are you going to go right up to him? I have to wait in line. Yeah, I guess we'll wait in line. I'm waiting in line. I don't know. Do our tickets look fancier than other people's? Uh, why don't you go ahead and make a perception to see uh, to see if those tickets look much fancier? Yeah. Do we have VIP passes? 
Shit, natural 20. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> what, a, what a waste. <laughs> Is that two natural 20s already? Yeah. Yes. Give that's, us inspiration. <laughs> that's ridiculous. No, you don't need it. <laughs> so you are looking at the other people with tickets in line. Your tickets, indeed, are much fancier than their tickets. There's a little gold kind of border Ooh. around yours that looks so they're like embossed and nice. Let's ask first to make sure so we don't cut anyone. Who are you asking? Oh, um, Kara. Oh, yeah, so Kara's like, oh, no, let's totally cut the line. I'm a princess, remember? I do what I want. And she just marches right up to the guy with, like, her ticket fully, like, just right out in front of her face, like, "Mm." (gasps) Madame! (laughs) He says as he takes the ticket, Welcome to the Seven Masks Theater. Of course, step right this way. Trouble not with the line. Yes, yes, come on. Oh, you are too kind. Come on, ladies, let's go get a seat. We gotta Mm. get the third row. That's where the sound is the best. No, no, I will escort you. Of course, you are here by personal invitation of the madam herself. Just give me one moment. And he he sections off the rope of the line of people waiting. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you shall wait. And then, and the people in line are like, what? And uh, so he turns tail and walks into the theater and, please, yes, yes, right this way. And follow suit. Yep. And as you step into the theater lobby, you see that everything in here is just done up to the nines. It is gaudy as heck. There is red carpet everywhere. There are statues that are just made of gold. And there's a big glass chandelier that's hanging uh, over everything. And it seems to be illuminated with different color fey lights. There are people milling about. A lot of people are wearing just like ridiculous evening wear for this being a rom-com uh everybody is is really the night at the theater you know you don't get to go see safira's booty every day oh god (laughs) this is never not gonna be funny (laughs) i feel so out of place i feel like i have disappointed uh sophia or benedict benedicta benedicta who is playing safiria yes I will be disappointing her if we if we meet her. She's I'm I'm really hoping, fingers crossed, behind her back that we <laughs> do like a meet and greet at some point when we get the information from her. This is the most extravagance I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and he uh, comes back and says, "Well, this is the lobby. Your seat will be up there." And he points to uh, the stairs. Uh, there are a set of double stairs that flank upward, so it looks like you guys are sitting either in the balcony. Or, and then he's like, walk down the hall to the box closest to the stage. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> of course. Yes, uh, champagne. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> yes, and he, he goes to, there's like a little concessions area, uh, and he swipes up some glasses and hands them off to you and says, please, enjoy the show. If there is anything else you need, my name is Hendrickson. I am there at a snap of your finger. Oh. Very good. Yes. Car is really <laughs> trying hard not to just fall over laughing. <laughs> he is, he's a ridiculous man. And uh, he he glides away to go do something else. Uh, so at this point, I would love to check in with Christina and Kyle. Let me go mm-hmm. ahead. Ariza and Tabitha. So you both have been working for this theater for at least a month now. You're, you're playing that long game of being deep agents. Uh, you've gotten to know... Madame Benedicta, she is the definition of prima donna. She 
is magnetic. She's a lot of fun when she wants to be, uh, but lately she's been a lot grouchier, a lot uh, more estranged, locking herself in her dressing room, refusing to talk to fans, refusing to talk to anybody else. Uh, so she's become quite difficult to work with. Okay. But why don't you two tell me a little bit about what you have done exactly over this past month? What's your What's your role in the theater? Christina, would you like to go? Lovely. So, uh, Ariza is directing the play. She's doing some stage direction for the performance this evening. Mm-hmm. And when you all come happen to run into her, she's preparing the first opening number, which is the kind of just letting everyone know about the farewell to Madame Benedicta. Mm-hmm. And this is her final farewell. And you're going to, I'm dealing with some ridiculousness yeah. at the moment so are you in the house talking to the actors right now i'm actually on the stage mm-hmm. and i have the women lined up i have three to my left and three to my right and for the goodness sake could you all just listen to me <laughs> very simple very very simple celeste yeah. Yeah. listen uh, yeah madam okay mm-hmm. one more time yeah it's very simple. Are you listening, Philomena? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm definitely listening. Okay, so just listen to the count. And it's very yeah. easy. Yeah. Madame Benedicta. Her name is Madame Benedicta. And this will be her final performance. Final performance. Just you wait. Just you wait. It's simple. It's simple. It's very easy. Try it. Okay. Uh, okay. Celeste doesn't sing in real life, but I think this um, this actor does it okay. <laughs> She's not great. She has trouble with the one uh, that has like five syllables. Final performance. She can't get that one. <laughs> it's a and then the rest of the, so you're talking to the, the body wenches, of course, who form the chorus um, in, in the brothel scenes. Body winches would be way more fun. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, (laughs) this is like the Saturday night show. So, you know, they're all tired from Friday. So they're like, uh, fine. And. (laughs) Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can sleep when we're done. (laughs) Oh, God. And so they they all start up again and they're like, okay. So they're running through the drills. Uh, And then Kyle, what what are you up to? Uh, Tabitha would probably be taking on the role of. Being being in the in the orchestra pit and tuning up at this moment, trying to get everything situated, knowing that if if uh, Madame Benedicta hears even one note slightly out of tune, she is just going to uh, lose it. So uh, you know she gets tuned up and she's listening to Ariza tell the actresses and actors what to do, and she's trying to trying to strum along with the tune. Just trying to get it down and really, really find out, find the essence of the night to really match Madame Benedicta's final performance as Sephiria. And she is telling the, telling the rest of the orchestra, she's like, okay, now listen here. It, we have to, you hear Ariza up there giving them the beat. We need to make sure our beat actually matches up with their step so that any of those clod hoppers don't come through the music. <laughs> if we aren't in tune and they take a big hearty step onto the stage and they hit that one plank, 
you heard it the other performance. They hit that one plank. It's going to resonate like anything else. And it'll just completely spoil the night for Madame Benedicta. And I don't think anybody wants that. Do you want that, Jeff? No? Good. No. She broke my ukulele. <laughs> That's... Because you were flat. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> well, perhaps next time, if you would listen while we're tuning up and tune with the group instead of showing up late, we would have a better performance. Fucking Jeff. (laughs) Fucking Jeff. This guy. (laughs) That guy. He's the worst. (laughs) All right, so you guys are rallying uh, the performers and the musicians, and before the house opens, you're just making sure everybody goes through those final steps, everything is tuned, ready to go, and back out in the lobby, you all have your glasses of champagne. Oh, yeah. Is there anything else the three of you would like to do before finding your seats? Um, she will make a circle back and just get the bottle to save Hendrick a trip, you know? <laughs> you just pick up the ice bucket. Yeah, and like, car- just carries that with her to <laughs> to their seats. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Arnadol's just going to kind of like casually scan the audience to see if she recognizes any of her old classmates. Just she feels like nostalgic and kind of happy to be home but like knows that they're on a mission so she's like man just be kind of neat to see if i see anybody but like you know this is cool yeah you think you pick up you know you're like oh maybe this per- maybe yeah. uh this kevin from looks- science class <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we had algebra together <laughs> she would be She'd be way too uncomfortable to, like, approach anybody. She just was just, like, generally curious. Yeah, you think you see Kevin from Algebra. Right. Um, <laughs> and he's got this this gorgeous half-elf woman on his arm. And you're like, Kevin, how did you? He must, <laughs> he must have got, like, struck at Ridge or something. Like, how did that yeah. even happen? So I remember him and his pimples. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, Kevin oh, the gnome. Oh, poor lad. <laughs> Saya is probably just looking around uh, if a perception or, yeah, perception check is needed. I would like to make one just to see if I sure. see anything suspicious. Okay. 21. Uh, so you're looking around the theater. There's a lot of people posturing and per- being really polite to each other. I mean, it all, you know, it all looks pretty tame from, from where you're, you're looking. Cool. You do hear a couple conversations uh, as you're passing by your way to the booth, like talking about Madame Benedicta and if she's going to try anything this evening. Since mm-hmm. she has been known in times past, if things don't go well, to make a scene. Uh-huh. And since this is her final performance, half the people are just here to see what she is going to do. Someone's going to cause a fuss. Someone... Something's gonna happen, and they are all very excited about it. Here, Kara, take my champagne. I need to have my wits about me. All right. I wish we went on more missions like this. <laughs> plug, this is plug, great. Plug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, double fisting champagne. Lovely. Uh, yep. So, uh, the all of the lights, the arcane lights in the lobby, begin to flash. Um, a deep purple color. They do that three times, uh, and you hear the chiming of a bell, and you hear five until seat, five minutes until the performance begins. So you wind your way up uh, the stairs to yeah. your, and you have a box. You have a very oh, nice yeah. private box. So looking as you come into the main theater, uh, it's it's a pretty sizable theater. It seats maybe about two hundred people. 
Um, and that's all down just general seating in the front. Uh, and then you see that there are four boxes in total. Uh, there are two on this side and then two on the other side of the theater. Uh, and they're about 20 feet above looking down on the stage. The stage is uh, a lot of taxpayer money has gone into preserving this stage, making it very nice. It's the best theater in Waterdeep. Um, It's got, of course, the red dramatic curtains and the ceiling is painted and carved in these amazing shapes of dragons and heroes. And it's just it's a very impressive theater. Uh, to be in. And you can see that at the base uh, of the theater on both sides, there are these two big braziers that are casting this warm ember glow over the audience. And so uh, Tabitha and Ariza, after um, that you hear the familiar sound that people, the house is opening, uh, where are your positions during the show? Uh, I imagine Tabitha would probably actually be a part of the the background as a character, like playing on stage music, and while also sort of directing the orchestra pit from that position, but just being able to gauge everything from the position of the performers, making sure that they can hear the orchestra without being overwhelmed by the by the volume. Wonderful, yeah. So, you who are you in the show? Are you like a a pirate? Are you a, a body wench? Are you? Uh, a, a, a pirate winch. Why not a pirate winch? Let's just say, you know, uh, I'd probably be, you know, a couple rungs underneath, like, the first mate or something, but the entertainer on the ship, and just Love usually it. casually sitting around performing, just uh, waiting for anything to happen to uh, maybe make an extra coin or two. So oh, Absolutely. You are the bard who travels with the uh, with the pirate crew that features so prominently in this story. Yes. All right, and then where can Ariza be found during the show? Ariza is running around with half a face of makeup, trying to give stage direction and also prepare to go on stage because no one does their jobs. (laughs) (laughs) She is just running about and trying to figure out who's going to be in place. Is everything ready? Are all the lights together? Is everything good to go? Are the curtains? Everything. Yeah, so she's good. Yeah, so you're running around like backstage, just making sure people are in places, places, places. Yes, Absolutely. We have a great show for you people. Great yeah. show. You're running around with your scroll, like, okay, okay, checking the props, uh, making sure everything is set. And uh, so as everybody settles into their seats, the lights dim in the house. So all the arcane lights go down, and it's just these two braziers on the edge of the stage with that red glowing light. And then suddenly lights come up on the stage, and this swell of music begins to play. As you see the scene of the waves in the background and a pirate ship rising from the stage. And um, <laughs> magical. I'm like, Ugh. So exciting. Saya's sitting, leaning forward, hands on her palms, or face in her palms. Yeah. Uh, so this pirate ship begins to come above the stage and you see uh all of these pirates start running about so actors in costumes you know wearing your very traditional pirate like these just white pants with the rope cords and eye patches and scarves above uh on their heads are begin to swing acrobatically from the rigging and everything and start a merry tune that opens the show about the life on the sea and how great it is and uh, all all the good things that being a pirate can be, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I a pirate's a pirate. life is a life for me. But here we sing of our pirate's sweet woes. 
Actually, being a pirate's great. We have a lot of fun and we stay up late. We go and we go and we take some gold. Please don't be mad, Madame Benedicta, because we forgot the word. No, <laughs> you hear a scream of rage from Baxter. No, you don't. <laughs> and so that opening number kind of clears up, and the the pirate ship is rolled off stage. Woo! And then, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just the opening number. Yes, Saya is loving it. What does Arnadel think so far? This show is clearly leaning towards the comedic. Oh, totally. <laughs> Arnadel's giggling her buns off. She's having a great time. She's like, God, why didn't I ever do this? Like, I always got invited to these things, but Jesus. She she then remembers kind of like, oh, yeah, we're kind of supposed to be looking for shit. So she, she's just, while she's watching and enjoying herself, she wants to um, activate her eldritch detect magic and just kind of do a casual glance around and see if she notices anything. Yeah. So as you glance around, you can definitely tell that they're, the lighting rig all up above the stage is all different forms of arcane light. Uh, so as spotlights move and shift, you can see all these different magical signatures traveling across the stage. You can also see that lots of members of the audience have small magical items mm-hmm. on their person. Uh, you know, too many to tell. It's just there's a lot of people here, so they're bound to have some magic on them. But nothing seems out of the ordinary. As the next scene of our play begins, and this opens in the... Let me just check my notes. <clears throat> yes. Who runs a thieves' guild out of a fest hall. Okay, great. So uh, a fest hall (laughs) appears before you. So you see that uh, the next scene, barmaids come in with these flagons of ale as they're going through. And these long tables are laid out. And there are lots of jovial people, actors who appear on the stage and uh, rousing together, singing drinking songs. And then all of a sudden, everything stops as this gorgeous woman walks on stage with just this sapphire blue hair drenched like in this total like pirate queen outfit like you know the bustier up to here her boobs are in her chin <laughs> like there's just this striped black uh black and white pants and she swaggers onto the stage with her rapier at her side and there's just this moment of silence as everybody sees Sephiria for the first time and then she immediately proceeds to jump up onto the table and begin a rousing number. And everybody's like, yay, Sophia is here. Everything is great with her here. She's the queen of everything. We love her. Yay. And then, of course, the pirates come in. As you see, the ship kind of rolls through the background in this motif of the pirates arriving. And then a battle begins to break out between the jovial tavern goers and the pirates. And it becomes this totally dramatic scene and moment. And in the middle of this, and they're all singing and they're all dancing. And in the middle of this, there's a moment where Sephiria comes to the front of the stage. And the young first mate of the crew comes to the front of the stage. And these two spotlights shine on each other. And in the middle of the battle... They're just staring at each other from across the room. And there's just that moment of romance as they begin to sing to each other, ignoring everything that's happening around them. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Saya clutches Arnadel's arm. <laughs> <laughs> Are they gonna fall in love? <laughs> Arnadel's just like, uh, tra- she's also transfixed to what's happening she's just like grinning like an idiot like if you if you were to look at her in the in the light of like the theater she's just like (laughs) super jazzed 
How much champagne are people drinking at this point? Copious amounts. Arnold's pacing herself. She's like enjoying the show too much to be like chugging anything. She's like, yeah, like watching a really good movie. Mm-hmm. So they see each other across this fest hall and have these two beautiful kind of monologues. It's like they're talking to each other, but but they're not. And then all of a sudden, the mm-hmm. fighting picks right back up. And uh, that scene finishes out with eventually the tavern goers chasing off the pirates. And then there's the scene where Sephiria needs to get her revenge. So she plans to steal all of the booty from the pirate (laughs) ship. And there's that awful moment in the play when she's like, so it is going to be Sephiria's booty. (laughs) 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 Kara probably has the loudest cackle. Oh my god, she very obnoxiously so loudly, ah, that was a joke! And she like immediately hits Saya on the shoulder like, did you get it? Yeah, knock her (laughs) off of her chair. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. She doesn't even care. It was hilarious. (laughs) Yep, and then so we we go along and we see the rest of the story. Sephiria, of course, you know, leads the assault on the boat. There's another big fight. But then, of course, uh, the the captain sees Sephiria during this fight. And then they have that moment where she gets up to the front in the spotlight and the captain gets up into the front in the spotlight and he's singing something romantic at her and she's like, fuck this guy. I want his shit. Mm. <laughs> and <laughs> and then there's this big lover's quarrel where the two men are fighting for her honor and she's like, I don't care. I'm a pirate. And uh, ends up stealing both the booty and the first mate. And and as the Ooh. sail as the ship sails away, uh, she she ends up winning the day. And then there's the big rousing, of course, final number where all of the pirates come out on stage and they're all dancing, and the tavern goers are all dancing together and they're singing this joyous song. So yeah, the final number is going great. Tabitha and Ariza, any reactions so far to what's been going on? Uh, I think the the cackling at the canned joke that happened earlier, I would probably look to see where that was coming from. And uh, <laughs> would we know uh, know where the other where the people who are wearing the purple flowers are going to be seated, or should we keep an eye out for them? You would suspect that since they're there by the uh, invitation of Madame Benedicta, you know her box is that one up there. So that's okay. a pretty good place to look. Gotcha. So. Yeah, I'd probably pay attention, especially if the cackling came from that box. I would yeah. probably be like, "All right, they're here, they're here," and <laughs> I would give I would give Ariza a, a signal of sorts that confirms, like, "Yeah, they're, they're here, they're here. We're good to go." Ooh, what's your signal? What is your signal? Uh, <laughs> a flapping bird, the bird hands, like from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Anything Ariza is up to in particular? So now that I know that the performance is going well, I'm extremely pleased. Great. It's been awesome so far. I'm just so proud because you just Your babies. So They're nailing it. However, I've been watching backstage to see if there's any suspicious activity because I'm worried mm-hmm. there may be an attempt on Madame Benedict. Yeah. Go ahead and yeah, as your as this final number is going on, go ahead and give me a perception check. I would like to think that the one of the wonderful other wonderful lines in the show would be fornicate wenches procure loot. (laughs) 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 Huzzah! (laughs) 
Oh my God, can I marry you? (laughs) (laughs) That is the most beautiful thing. I'm sorry, that's the most beautiful thing. (laughs) Incorrigible. Also, I got 11. (laughs) At 11. Okay, so you're, you're... Keeping an eye out backstage, you're pretty nervous about what's going on on stage. So you know your your attention is really divided. Um, but you do notice, you know, um, Benedicta is in her usual place, preparing, of course, to go on for her final monologue. She looks really calm, much calmer than you're used to her seeing. And she's like, she's got her eyes closed, and she just seems to be like, I don't know. There's just it's just a very strange moment there's just something off about her overly herself she i mean yeah well she's not like you know yelling at somebody to go get something for her or like demanding something she's usually like walking around rehearsing her lines uh but this time she's just she's just standing there with her eyes closed just can i send a message to tabitha yeah absolutely uh yeah so I think somebody body snatched Madame Benedicta because she's a little too calm and it's not natural and uh, something's not right. So she's not she's not really being herself then. And uh, I actually, as a warlock, I can do some telepathic communication. So I'm going to respond right back. I figure we just <laughs> we just know this about each other. We can just chit chat. Yeah, you can totally. Yeah, no, you guys have been working together for yeah at least a month now, maybe before that, but. You know. We've been using yeah. message to talk junk about the cast this entire time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Throwing a lot of shade on them shit. for all the terrible things that they've been doing up until this point, apparently. So, oh my god, Kevin's zipper is down again. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, that was Fred. <laughs> Get his costume right. He does it on purpose. <laughs> he thinks everyone wants to see it, and that's just not the case. I don't know what's wrong with him. Right. right. No one cares, Fred. No, no one cares. cares. No one cares. Get back to the end of the line, Fred, and learn your stats. just pirate number four, Fred. Calm (laughs) yourself. He used that line on me the other day. Oh, my God. Me, too. (laughs) That's so bad. (laughs) Nothing. Like, get a hobby. Get a better line. Yeah, Madame Benedicta, but still. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, Well, you've got an eye on her back there. Um, If anything comes up, just, you know, let me know. And if I see anything shady out here, I'll be sure to let you know as well. Like a tree? Yeah, absolutely. That would be weird. So <laughs> the two of you have this exchange as Madame Benedicta has gone to her weird, doing a weird Zen thing. Uh, and then the end of the number comes. And of course, uh, I, all the cast runs off stage and everybody's like clapping furiously. But the lights, you know, they, they haven't gone down quite yet. We all see Madame Benedicta takes a deep breath. And you see that she puts one hand behind her back. And for the first time, you notice that she's holding a wand, it appears. Uh, you didn't mm-hmm. notice. She slipped it like out of like the, the prop holster that she had the sword in. And she walks out on stage with this wand behind her back. So, um, Ariza, you're the only one who sees her holding this. You're like, is that a prop? Is that What is that? So she steps out into the center <laughs> yep, so she steps into the center of book. And this is the part where Sephiria is supposed to give that monologue, like, thank you for coming to the show. You know, we, we bid you adieu. We hope you enjoyed this uh, magnificent tale. Go home with a song in your hearts and blah, 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 blah. 
But she steps out on stage and comes right dead center with this light shining down on her, one hand behind her back. And she says, Gather now, friends, to hear my tale. The era of amends has since set sail. Tonight, I bid you all adieu. Sephiria's ship has hit a bend. So as a treat, you all may view a most brief and fitting end. Uh, Kara immediately leans over to Arndell and is like, Write this shit down, it's probably a clue! And as this happens, you see this bright white light behind Benedicta's back as you see this wand flares up with this light, and all of the lights in the house suddenly go absolutely dark. And you all begin to hear this booming, horrifying voice that just seems to ring out around the theater and fill every ear, every nook and cranny. Tremble in fear, citizens! Manchun has returned to take his due. Witness what is wrought upon those who betray the Zentarum. And then there's these sounds of crackling lightning that come up from around. It's like blue sparks are just appearing in the darkness. And there's this tearing sound and you hear a scream, a blood curdling scream that seems to be coming from Benedicta in the middle of the stage. And everything is emerged in complete darkness. So let's go ahead and roll some initiative. Oh, damn. (laughs) It's me, Celeste, your dungeon master today. Just a quick little interruption here, and then we'll get right back to the action, I promise. If this is your first time listening to Venture Maidens, welcome! You've made it this far, meaning you probably like our vibe, and if you do... That's rad. If you like our stuff, consider heading over to the Venture Maidens podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play to check out our main storyline. There are over 45 episodes of that sweet, sweet fantasy content you crave. We also live stream our game recordings via Twitch on Wednesday nights at 7.30 Pacific. So drop by our channel, The Venture Maidens, to hang. You know, say hi in the chat. Just, it'll be great. Otherwise, Check us out everywhere on social media. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Venture Maidens. We wanted to extend a special thank you to Wizards of the Coast for inviting us back to do one of these incredible podcast projects. Thank you to our regular listeners who support us every dang day. Thank you to our network, Don't Split the Podcast Network, for supporting us. Thank you to Alex Shea for letting us use his sweet tracks from Tabletop Tapes. And thank you so much for listening. And we hope to see you in the community soon. All right, that's all from me, I promise. Now let's get back to the action.
Is it magic darkness? It is not <laughs> magic darkness. It's normal darkness. I'm going to cast magic missile at it. <laughs> oh my god. I rolled a, an, um, a modified 20. 14. 17. I got a 15. Dang it. 12. Sorry, boo. Oh, okay. Oh boy, so many initiatives to write down. <laughs> and then I get one. I don't go- do so good. Come on, I'm using my Chris Perkins dice. Why are you screwing me, Chris Perkins dice? Oh no. <laughs> you wrote this shit, man. Come on, man. Alright, so, Arnadel. Um, so, who here has dark vision? Let me ask. I, says Kara. I have extended dark oh. vision. Is that everybody except Zoya has dark vision? God, girl, we gotta get you on that. She has a- <laughs> we gotta get you some <laughs> No, of she has a glowing orb. The drift, the globe. drift globe. Oh, yes. I have the, the orb. I can firebend me some torches. So, Ariza, I'm gonna ask you to go ahead and give me a perception check, since you are closest to what's happening on stage. I had a two. Okay, so you don't see the, the thing. Um, <laughs> but so now, all of you with dark vision, as you're looking down at what's happening, there's that moment of silence after this horrible voice rings out, and everybody's just kind of stupefied in their seats down below, and then the screaming starts. As people don't know what's going on, people just freak out in the dark, so everybody's standing up trying to get out of their seats, trying to run towards the doors. Everything is clattered and clamored. People are stepping on each other, hurting each other, trying to get out. And you see that these three, like this crackle of electric energy appears in the middle of the stage, and out of it steps this horrific four-legged creature that seems to be, it's almost like a centaur. Like, you can see the, the body of a mannish thing attached to it. But these, yeah, these four, like, chestnut-colored legs. And then this long tail creeps out from it that ha- seems to have the a scythe blade on the end of it. And then its head is this horrific mess of, like, horns and strange steely plates and these awful jaws as it stands there large on the stage. And then in its left hand, you see it's holding a leash. And there are three creatures attached to the end of this leash. They all appear to be these small, greenish, like, almost like pig things with these strange, floppy ears as those appear on stage. Hmm. Uh, you can't hear anything above the screaming, but it, it's horrible. It, you are in a bad spot right here. And with that, Arnadel, you get the first move. Tight. Um, I am going to try one of these. Uh, I'm going to try. I'm going to cast Armor of Agathis on myself. Nice. Um, and then I am going to parkour my ass out of the, <laughs> the box to down, down, downstairs because I'm going to go after this creature. Okay, roll me a parkour check. <laughs> right, because we're our box is elevated, right? Yeah, you, okay. so you're about yeah twenty feet down. So, do you want to roll an athletics or an acrobatics? You go with acrobatics. That's a okay. ten. Okay. Uh, it, you real high, and there's not really a good place. You know, it's not like a tree that has branches or anything. You just kind of swing yourself over the side, uh, and you're trying. You're just like scraping your foot along the wall to try and get a handhold somewhere, and you kind of attached to like the weird statue column i'm gonna say you make it off the balcony and about halfway down the statue and then that's gonna be okay. your turn okay uh and then ariza so now you are standing on the stage so these horrible creatures are maybe 
10 feet away from you. Oh, delightful. So <laughs> Indeed. At that, at that point, you see Ariza close her eyes, bow her head, and I cast Radiant Soul, and you see my wings sprout from my back. <gasps> and you start to see my eyes flashing. Oh, my God. And she just looks furious, but beautiful. Furious. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> furious. And floats up just a little bit. And with the extra strength from that, she casts Thunder Wave at these pig creatures. Nice. Dope. Okay, sweet. So what is my, uh, what do I roll for my save for that? Have you got a constitution? 15. Okay, 15. Here we go. All right, so one of them is going to make it. Oh, two of them are going to make it. And one does not. Bye. <laughs> okay, so uh, go ahead and roll your damage. Four. Okay. All right, and do they all take that damage, or just the ones who failed? I just wanted to fail. Okay. And he gets pushed as well, yeah? Mm-hmm. And he just takes a thunder attack. Which direction do you want to push him? Do you want to push him, like, further into the wings, or back uh, towards the back of the stage? Or... I want him to fly off the stage. Okay. Into the pit. Okay, so <laughs> yes. you do so. So you hear this... <laughs> sound as it just like freaks out and goes like gets punted off the stage and it was attached to the other ones by leashes so as this one goes flying the other two are like and they're like dragging their little talons on the edge of the stage to just (laughs) hang on there as the other one gets punted into the audience and you hear what sounds like a child scream as it flies into the audience oh boy boy i don't feel bad i don't feel bad (laughs) (laughs) this is fine uh, okay. And then, uh, did you want to do any movement for your turn? No. Okay. All right. And then moving right along, Kara, what's what? Oh, boy. Tell me, Celeste, is there a chandelier in this room? Hell yeah. Yeah. It's one of those big three-tiered ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kara wants to make a running leap, try and grab onto the chandelier, and then plummet herself, <laughs> throw herself Onto the stage. I would expect nothing less. So go ahead and Flying give me dwarf a- time. <laughs> yes. Give me an athletics. Oh yeah. Oh baby. It's not a natural twenty, but it is a twenty-four. Fine. <laughs> yep. You do so. You're like no. Uh, in your nice ceremonial armor, you shake yourself out of your champagne stupor. Oh, and before. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Bonus action rage and then jump. Obvi. Obvi. Toad's Obvi. Classic. Classic, <laughs> Kara. Uh, so you, enraged, attack the chandelier. Uh, so you throw your body, and there's, you know, the moment where time slows, and everybody's like, ah, and you land uh, on the edge of that chandelier. And so are you trying to continue the motion to jump onto... Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to use that as both of your turns, but... Sure. <laughs> okay. All right. So go ahead. Give me an athletics. Nineteen. Oh, hell yeah. You do it. Uh, You swing that giant three-tiered chandelier. And it's the kind that has those, like, beads that hang off of it. Yeah. So they're all, it's going... And it's like, as you you go flying and shoot onto the stage. So you land in the center of the stage uh, with these three squealing pig creatures and this big, frickin' four-legged beast man. Oh, yeah, and she pulls out her axe and readies her shield, and then she's like, Nobody is gonna hurt Madame Benedicta tonight. 
and uh, and then the Sae. Okay. Sorry, Arnadella, I don't think you've made it to the stage yet, but I want to create a wall of ice, like, right at the edge of the stage Ooh. to prevent anything from hitting the audience, the people trying to leave the theater. Mm-hmm. Nice. Got it. Yeah, so definitely. So you just want to throw up the, the wall of ice just totally along the, the curtain there? Yeah, nice. right at the edge of the stage. Oh, look at you protecting the innocent. So you go ahead and you throw up that ice wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So all of a sudden this theater, you hear a jingling sound. People are screaming. And then like there's this crackling sound as the theater drops a few degrees in temperature. And this wall of ice just begins to climb up separating the house from the stage. And the actors at this point backstage are also beginning to freak out. Uh, you know, there was that moment, they're like, maybe this is a weird joke or uh, something. Uh, but they, <laughs> they are also starting to scream and panic and just, like, grabbing things and trying to run, like, towards the house. And then now there's a wall of ice, so they're trying to run, like, back to the, where the dressing rooms are. It's total chaos backstage. Uh, was there anything else on your turn, Saya? Uh If I can make my way somehow to what would look like service entrances and exits to make it towards like the catwalk up, up above the stage. Yeah. So right now um, the, yeah. So you can exit out of your booth here mm-hmm. and then, yeah, you can easily find the doors that would lead up to the catwalk. It's just like turning around the doors right beside you. That's where I make my way towards the catwalk. Yeah, definitely. So you can, yeah, just run out, you throw open that door, and you begin to ascend the steps that uh, lead to the catwalk above the stage. Dope. So you, like, make it there on the end of your turn. All right, Tabitha, what's what? You've got a bunch of screaming actors around you. Uh, least my concern at this point. <laughs> yep. I am more concerned with what's going on with uh, Madame Benedicta, so mm-hmm. I am going to go over to her body. Go ahead and give me an investigation check, because once you arrive there, uh, you see that there's a big spatter of blood. There does not appear to be a body. Uh, that is going to be a 23. Ooh, nice. So as you get over to this just this pool of blood, it just this enormous pool of blood, you okay. get down and you look at it, and it's kind of funny because there are still demons like right in front of where you are, but you're like more mm-hmm. back towards the stage. So you go and you're like... That blood looks just a little bit too red. And as you're looking at it, you stick a finger and you're like, stage blood. Hmm. And you can see the distinct edges where the blood has run down to the edge of a trap door. Okay. Then I am going to just use my telepathic messaging to Ariza and let her know about this. And also go ahead and use any knowledge I have to open that trap door and get to the punch. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, you've, you've been in the theater long enough. You know the carpentry work. Uh, the This door was sealed up for this performance. They weren't using a trap, uh, but clearly somebody's unsealed it. Um, so you just, you know, you give it that old the elbow knock that you need just to jar mm-hmm. it loose. Um, and it, it swings open with kind of a stick, uh, you know, because it was cut just a little bit too wrong. <laughs> Okay. And, it uh, always so is. <laughs> it always is. <laughs> Trapdoors always a problem. Uh, <laughs> so it swings open with a creak, and you can see, yeah, the the ladder uh, is set and ready to go to descend into the under the stage area. Okay. Would I be able to cast a spell before jumping down at these yeah. uh, demons here? 
I'm going to cast uh, Tasha's Hideous Laughter, and I'm going to say, Why do cats always get their way? It's because they're persuasive. (laughs) (laughs) You hear a car go, That was a good one! (laughs) I had light in the dark. (laughs) Okay, and which ones are you casting that on? Uh, The ones that are right here and right in front of me. I think I can only... uh, Creature of your choice. So the closest one to me. Okay, uh, so that would actually be kind of Centaur Man. Cool, let's do Centaur Man. All right, what is my save? What I got to You need roll? to make a wisdom save of 15. Oh, I do not think so. Okay. Nope, that is a 10. <laughs> okay. So, what you see, this centaur beast man, his he doesn't have like a normal nose. It's more of like almost a wolfish kind of muzzle. And so you see these two lips just like split apart as he like starts to kind of smile and you see these horrible teeth and then you hear like a (laughs) 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 sound as this thing is just laughing and it's it's actually scarier now that it's laughing uh, than it was previously but it is absolutely engaged in what can only be described as demonic laughter excellent it will also fall prone and become incapacitated until able to pass the wisdom saving throw. Oh my gosh, oh. and that is also ridiculous to see a four-legged, two-armed beast fall prone. I think it just does that thing where it just kind of falls, like those goats when they get scared. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes. It just like freezes and then falls over to the side and it's going... <laughs> This is so demonic. <laughs> I'm so disturbed. Yeah, you should be. Tara's very confused. She's like, it wasn't that funny. <laughs> <laughs> so does it get a wisdom save at the end of each of its turn? Uh, yes. Does it, um, does also inflicting damage on that cause him to make another save? Yes, it does. Okay. All right. Good to know. All right, Tabitha. And then you descend down into the pit. Yes. Okay, and as you get down there, uh, you can hear the sound of footsteps leading away down one of the halls. So on your next turn, you will be able to pursue. It's my turn. Yay! Havoc and mayhem! <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll roll for my my dude, my creepy laugh dude. Mm-hmm. A 15 I have to beat, you say? Yes. Oh, boy. Oh, 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 yep, that's a 14, ladies and gentlemen, a 14! Check it out. Lame! Alright, well, uh, that guy is still rolling around on the ground, horrifically laughing. You see his tail weaving back and forth. That basically has, like, a sword on the end of it, and it is just, like, hitting the sides of the stage and leaving these deep gashes as it does so in the veneer of the stage. Yeah, and uh, and then we have the three little pig guys. Oh, so one is actually separated by the ice wall, so you only have two little pig guys now. Are they like the pig guys from Doctor Who on the episode with Andrew Garfield? And they were in the old times, and they were in New York, and there were these pigmen, and they changed them into it, and it was all about Humbervilles. I don't think these are (laughs) as scary as those pigmen. Slightly (laughs) less scary because those those you're whack pigmen. You're whack. terrifying they were awful so these guys so right now i have kara on stage tabitha's below stage ariza is on stage saye is up in the wings and arnadella is climbing 
down <laughs> on the side of the wall. <laughs> Save them spell Perfect. slot. All right, so it seems like my obvious target is going to be this dwarf who just flew in here. All right, pigman number one is going to be coming at you. Oh, and as he does so, he seems to just turn now that he's off the leash. Mm-hmm. And it goes, <laughs> and looks at you, and you see this kind of greenish fog begins to come like out of its pores as it bounds down onto four legs and starts charging at you, and you are hit with this stench that is like rotting food and backed up sewage. Oh, like, God. One of the worst, and like overcooked mushrooms <laughs> all at the same time. Ah! And it is horrifying, and I'm going to need you to make a constitution save. Is this for poison? Yes. <laughs> Crap. I believe, let me double check. I believe I hate that you have that. Yeah, dwarf resilience. Dwarves are good at stink. They are. The stink. The fetid cloud. (laughs) Oh boy, it is a 15. You are fine. Uh, This, you're just like, oh god. Uh, But your uncle's feet have smelled much worse than this, and you are able to push along. But it is going to come in for some hits. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna assume a 12. It's not gonna do it. Nope, not today. Uh, 18? Nope. Yep, so this this pig man, he's this really stinky pig man, uh, just comes crawling <laughs> up. And they're small, so they're about the size of dogs, actually. Huh, so okay. this, like, snub-nosed dog is just kind of trying to bite at you and is, like, swiping at your armor and just can't seem to find purchase. And its little buddy friend is gonna come over and try to do the same thing. Alrighty. And it's gonna run around the other side of you. So it's going to be flanking. So. Ah, a 21? It does hit. Oh, yeah! Good, I need to keep the rage going. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. It gets one sneaky claw in there. And it is going to do a resounding two piercing damage to you. Which is only one. I love it. Yep, and then no more. Then that is all. For my massive demons. Oh, they're so scary. (laughs) But now the crowd is going to move from the other side of the ice wall or the people on that side of the ice wall. You begin to hear screams of panic as people start yelling, the doors are locked. The doors are locked. I can't get out. We can't get out. And people are like, screams of pain are happening now. You also hear a snarling uh, from one of these pig things that is trapped on the other side of the ice wall. And you all begin to smell smoke coming from somewhere in the building. <sighs> Great. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yup. And then uh, we're going back up to the top. So, Arnadel, you are halfway down. So, you, uh, well, I'm going to keep uh, making my way down. Uh, yeah, so you can definitely, for your movement, you can get down to the ground. Uh, so you see now that people are slamming against the doors of the theater. Apparently they are barred from the outside. So you have a bunch of people who are just piling on top of each other trying to throw each other out of the way. You see just evening attire being torn, shoes being discarded, people just like it's it's becoming absolute chaos and you see one of these little pig creatures um now with its mouth uh, deeply buried in somebody's throat that has felled under its talons. I'm going to attack that one. Oh my god. Eldritch yeah. blast. Okay. So, um, that's going to be 26 to hit? No. (laughs) 
It's made of steel. Oh, Jesus. Okay, I'm like, excuse me? No, it, <laughs> Jeez. Um, I just wanted to tell you guys no for once. Oh, okay. It felt pretty so good. So I'm going to aim both both beams at it. So first, first beam is going to be 12 points of damage. Woo! So, oh shit, yeah. Um, the second beam to hit, I rolled a 22. Absolutely. Sick. And it rolled a, a, a 13 damage, points of damage. So 12 and 13 points of damage. Hell how you, yeah. How you want to explode its little pig ass. Exactly the way you just described it. Neat. I explode its little pig ass. <laughs> and then, um, was that my full amount of movement? Getting the rest of the way down? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Without hurting yourself. Tight. So I explode a little pig ass. So, yeah, you just, <laughs> you force the hell out of that thing, and it just, like, wobbles, and it explodes in a massive uh, blood that it's recently just consumed. So it just pops like a little mosquito. Mm-hmm. And as it uh, dies, you can tell, um, you've seen this happen before with demons, everything it hits with the splatter immediately begins to sizzle, and the smell of brimstone comes to your God, nose. I'm so grossed out by this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then Ariza. Who's around me? So right now, yeah, you have uh, two pigmen who are fighting a dwarf. So, uh, Kara, why don't you describe yourself for Ariza? Oh, boy. So before you <laughs> stands a dwarf who is about four foot ten, and right now her hair it is, um, you can tell her hair is just these ridiculous bright, fiery, red, curly locks that have been somehow contained <laughs> into a semblance of a bun, and she's standing, she's got uh, basically, like, her five o'clock shadow that has grown to this, like, just, like, the chin, chin and neck beard, and she's wearing very, very fine, well-crafted dwarven armor, and she's beholding an axe of very just powerful looking axe, a shield, and a helmet with two horns that are on the side of it. And Yeah. Pretty pretty and much. And <laughs> there is a purple flower stuck to her. Oh yes. Hotel. I think you're looking for me. Oh. You need some help? I mean, yeah, let's 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 take down weird centaur man. He can't stop laughing. He said there was a joke. I don't know, did you hear it? But it wasn't that funny. But he <laughs> fell over laughing. Anyway, we should kill him. <laughs> and he's on the ground? Yeah. Right now, yeah, so right now the centaur demon thing is on the ground, rolling around, laughing, currently. And Kara the dwarf is squared off with two of these little pig creatures. And uh, you saw Tabitha disappear below stage. I'm going to help you with those guys in a minute. But this guy's incapacitated and I have an idea, so I'll see you in a minute. Good luck. I... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's fine. <laughs> Don't die. It's it's not a good idea. Never do. <laughs> All right. I walk over to the incapacitated creature mm-hmm. and I pull out my quarter staff and go for a headshot. Nice. All right. So yes. you're just going to go try and wham it in the head. Uh so it is rolling I would around. like to bludgeon him, please. Oh, absolutely. Please do. Uh so go ahead and roll with advantage to hit this guy. Hit this, this silly Billy. Shouldn't have messed with me. You're gonna get hit in the head. <laughs> and I got an 18. Yes, that does indeed hit. So you were just whamming him over the head with this quarter staff. Yes, I love it. 
So as you hit him right in the head, he's got this kind of metallic plating. So it like hurts your arm as you do so. You get that thing when you hit something really hard and you're like, uh. So it bounces off. So you don't think it does as much damage as you would like it to. Um, But go ahead and roll for me anyway. Four. Nice. Okay. So you go ahead and give him a solid, like, crack in the head, and there's that moment where he's like, uh, uh, and the laughter stops, and he's gonna try and make a save. But can I scream something while I bludgeon him? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) This uh... is Water G! (laughs) People in the back room. Yes! Yes! Wow, he got, well, he got a natural one on that save. Well, you actually get advantage because it's damage driven. So. Come on, Centaur Man. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 16. That gets it. Damn. Back in the game. All right, so as you smack him in the head, it just seems to knock some sense into him as he's like, uh? And he looks at you, and you see his eyes, they turn like bright red with this demonic fury. Uh, He's still laying on the ground in front of you, but you get the sense that uh, he's pretty mad at you. Can I charm him for attempt to persuade him? So, you can, yeah, go ahead and give me a persuasion check if you would like. What are you saying to him? Do you really want to kill me? Do you want to see me die? Do you really want to murder me? Because I don't want to die, I just rolled a five. Oh, yeah, and, and he he looks at you and he kind of, like, sticks his jaw out and, like, grits his teeth and he goes yes (laughs) that's not very nice we can come to a resolution all i did was hit you in the head you were already on the ground it's not my fault there was an opportunity i seized the opportunity and you can't hold that against me (laughs) anything else you would like to do for the rest of your turn you have action if you would like to take it if you would like to run away (laughs) At this point, I'd like to exit stage one. <laughs> a big pain comes and swoops you off to stage left. <laughs> All right, anywhere in particular you're headed, or you just want to, like, get out of his line of sight? No, I'm trying to get to Tabitha and make sure that she's okay. So, uh, you can see, Ariza, that there is a trap door that is just swung open in the middle of the stage, and you saw that that was where Tabitha disappeared down there so you can totally head down after her if you would like i would like to follow her okay all right so you come running down so tabitha you hear footsteps behind you as you see ariza is is coming down with you awesome so you're both standing in the pit all right and then kara it's about to be a mosh pit and she is going to wail on these pig things different kind of show but equally great Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right go ahead all right, so that is a 14. Uh, that is going to hit. Seven. Six plus seven is 13, plus two is 15. Oh boy. Uh, yes, yeah, so you get a solid hit on this thing, and it squeals in displeasure as you nearly chop it in half. <laughs> but it's still technically alive. In displeasure. It's technically alive. Squeal of displeasure. Oh boy, Indeed. let's hit it again for a 16. Okay, uh, yep. Uh, seven damage. How you wanna kill it? Oh, boy. So as they're, like, trying to, like, like nip at her, like, knees, I imagine, because they're kind of small. And she's like, ah, stop it! And yeah, she immediately does, like, starts hacking through the midline 
of one of them, and then as she cleaves through the second, she brings her axe upward, and she's gonna use her bonus action to make a third attack on the one next to it, okay. leaving through its sweet, sweet underbelly. Mm, Probably yum. don't want to use these for bacon. No. Hey, It'd Celeste. Stankin'. Stankin' bacon? I got a natural 20. Why? You've <laughs> all gotten one in this game. This is dumb. Uh, sure. <laughs> Okay, then just all of them. Sage, fine. What? What do you do? What do you do? Just I, tell me. I cleave it through its underbelly and Yum. also slice it in twain. Putrid From guts. the nave to the pork chops. Spray everywhere as just the stank inside this thing just spreads wide and far. Uh, so this once beautiful historic stage is now splattered in nasty guts. Beautiful, mm. and she yells over because she doesn't. She doesn't. She hasn't seen where the Asmar had flown off to. She's like, "Hey, I killed them. Are you okay? Where's Arnie? Where's Saye? Am I alone? <laughs> you are alone <laughs> right now. And then uh, it's my turn. <laughs> except there is a centaur man who's now starting to get up with ah. the two. Yes. So you're and not it, quite alone. Yeah, so she will turn to she, she will turn to square off with him. And that is my turn. <laughs> Alright, Kara, holding down the fort. We're on our way. Saye, what's what's up? People are basically starting to crush each other, trying to get out of the theater on this side. Yeah, so I was making my way previously to the oh, yeah. catwalk. You're in the catwalk, right. So you have a great view of the chaos happening down below. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's finish off the monster thing that is... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so you're up above, so you can basically see above the ice wall and look down at the creature. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so from that angle, shoot some fucking crossbows at it. (laughs) You can try. You can certainly try. Ooh, well. It was a seven to hit. No. That didn't happen. I'm going to just use my extra attack. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh my god, I rolled the same thing. That also didn't hit. I rolled two fives. <laughs> okay. So you are up in the catwalk seeing this chaos from above and just crossbolts start flying everywhere and you're hitting your own ice wall. It's kind of a difficult shot, so you don't feel too bad about yourself. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> Am I aware that the smoke is filling the room too? Yeah, and now now that you're up here, you can see that actually in the two boxes that were across from you, mm-hmm. uh, you can see the red of flames as oh, they're God, beginning. Right, everything's on fire. Yeah, as they're beginning to lick up now, and they're crawling up along the nice draperies and curtains. Uh, so this fire is definitely beginning to spread and rapidly as it climbs through the historic building. Oh, okay. I want to try and put it out. Okay, so there are. Two different fires uh, in two separate boxes, about ten feet away from each other. Okay, I'm trying to snuff out the one closest to me. Okay, uh, so you use your standard action. Do you have a, something you can do as a bonus action? Oh shit, no I can't, I guess. Well, no, I don't think I can. <laughs> okay, uh, but now they're in your in your view, now that you're up here. Okay. So somebody started fires in those two booths. Can I make a perception yeah. to just finish off my turn? See Absolutely. if anything is happening around me. Uh, 14. 
Okay, uh, so there's the two fires. Those are definitely an issue. Uh, you also see that there is smoke beginning to climb from the doors in the front. So the two doors that people are trying to get out right now, those are like the two aisle doors at the back of the theater. And they're basically crushing each other and climbing over each other and trying to open these doors. But clearly something is barring them from the other side. So you see people are trying to throw themselves against them. uh, But there is also smoke coming in through those door frames. So you think Mm -hmm. probably something in the lobby is also on fire. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is what you gather. All right. And then Tabitha. I'm going to acknowledge Ariza and point in the direction where I heard footsteps and move my way towards there uh, until... If if I follow that sound, do I eventually see somebody? Yeah, absolutely. So you come running and swinging around the corner, and you see a familiar uh, costume, like the edge of it, the hem, as it swirls around, as you see Sophia's costume disappears uh, down the other side. So the slippered feet of Madame Benedicta are running away. And as you, uh, just as you're running, you hear the slam of a door, and you hear a deadbolt sound as you come up against a locked door okay. that she has clearly just been through, and you see discarded on the ground a sapphire blue wig. Gotcha. Okay. Well, then I am going to... Ooh, that changes things. I am hmm, huh, hmm, huh. going to hold my position there and wait for somebody else to arrive, because Tabitha's not good with the locks. Oh, no. So... And I feel like it would, I feel like it would make th- make things worse instead of make them better. Would I've been able to cast a spell on her, having seen her turn the corner, or not enough time? Uh, what what spell? Hold person. Mm, roll me a percentage die. You got Let's it. Let's see. Let's see. Giving me a chance. Yes. Thirty four. Is not going to do it, friend. You are on the wrong side of fifty. That's fair. (laughs) Thank you for letting the dice decide. Of course. Yes. And uh, so the slam of the door. So Benedicta has evaded your grasp for now. Curses. Uh, Rats filed again. (laughs) So you are outside the door. You're like, no, as this happens. Come out here. I am going to pick up the wig and stow it, uh, stow it away. I want to keep that wig. It's a nice wig. You you probably sell that for money. This was Benedicta's one of those lace fronts with real hair. (laughs) <laughs> the real blue hair from a Janasi. Oh, I'm just trying to get it signed so I can hawk it for more. Get your wig signed. Sign your wigs, everyone. You never know. Yep. <laughs> All right, and then and then it's my turn, my little turn. All right, uh, my centaur man is going to stand up, <laughs> and he is going to uh, be pissed. And what he is going to do, he is going to swing his two claws around in a very, uh-huh. like, Dragon Ball Z kind of gesture <laughs> as his palms come together. And he is going to blast outwards, and you see this crackle of electric energy shoot at the ice wall in oh. front of you. So uh, as this electric bolt passes through the wall it just shoots it immediately and you see this like this white glint of like a web of electricity that travels through the ice wall and a hole is blasted outward as these shards of ice come shooting out of the wall and all over the theater uh arnadel go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw as massive shards of ice are coming flying in all directions oh boy did i fail i rolled a one 
Great. So with your ring of evasion, you can choose to succeed instead. What a great gift. That's lovely. Thanks, DM. Oh, are we allowed? I'm sorry. Are we allowed to use our gifts from the sisters in this? Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. Okay, good to know. So you're only going to take half damage, Arnadel, which is 10 piercing damage as these shards come flying at you. I'm down to five temporary hit points. Okay. Um, and a lot of the normal showgoers don't do so well. You see that oh. people fall as they are impaled on shards of ice, and people are struck in the head, people are bleeding, like, it's it's horrible. And this creature laughs. Again, he's getting used to laughter. Uh, <laughs> you've taught him the joy of laughter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta spread the laughter. Yep. <laughs> the joy of sorrow. And he, he turns back to you, Kara, and he goes, Foolish mortal, where are all your kin? <laughs> yeah, well, they all dead. Oh. Yeah, now you feel like an asshole now, don't you? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I can end your pain. <laughs> How benevolent. <laughs> he moves. He moves to square off with you. So, uh, you would guess at least 15 civilians were probably murdered by that. <clears throat> Just saying. Uh, he, he's a cool dude. Uh, alright, and then. <laughs> And then Arnadel, <laughs> it's back up to you. So you just saw this horror, horrible thing happen. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, ugh. And so I, the ice wall's gone now, correct? We're just obliterating. Uh, it's still there. There's just a massive ten by ten foot hole in yeah. the, in the center. I'm gonna of it. run up up to it. I'm gonna jump through that ten by ten foot hole and Eldritch blast this demon creature. Oh yeah, fair enough. First beam, 12. Yeah, I didn't think so. That's a little bit. That is yeah, feel marginally good. better. That is a 22 to hit. Yes. <laughs> marginally. Yes. Marginally. A large margin. Almost, in fact. Twice as right. better. I, actually, yes. <laughs> That's going to be 14 points of damage. Oh, boy. Okay, force damage, you yes. say? Ow. He says. Except <laughs> demonic. Ow. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> So silly. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> uh, this guy's crazy. Uh, okay, anything else? Oh no, you've done enough. You've hopped through a hole and you did your standard. Yeah. Any any weird bonuses you got hiding in there? Nope. Sweet. All right, and then Ariza. So you round the corner and you find your other bard friend has just been stopped by a closed door. The worst of doors. <laughs> yeah. It was the worst of doors. It was the best of doors. Yes. Let me tell you a tale. Oh, God. Tabitha, so before uh, anything, uh, you remember that dude that was on the ground and he was hurt? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go over there and check it. I, um, I beat him in the head. Yeah, yeah. And um, He's not laughing anymore? Uh, No, he's still alive. And I... um. So I was like, oh, like, let's talk about. Th-. Yeah, he wants to kill me. So um, how's your day? <laughs> uh, it's going all right. It's not bad. Um, I don't know what to do about this door. My f- fingers are meant for more like playing and not breaking into things. So uh, 
unless and I'm not the strongest, so I don't know. I don't know if you're able to like kick a door down or. Uh, but I think uh, I, I got this blue wig here and a lady, uh, lady Benedicta's wig, so she's probably behind this door. And we could. I, I she's hiding something because I mean you know this is a weird display and we should have expected something along these lines I guess. Uh, knowing the Zentarum were involved, I don't, I don't know. Well, I got caught up in the performance, and I really just, eh, I like performing. I took the handle. At <laughs> <laughs> the door, like, did you try to unlock the door? Oh well, no, I, I heard it lock. I heard it get locked, but um, so no, I didn't try the handle. I figured if it sounded like somebody was trying to get in, then uh, maybe they would flee further. I don't know. I don't know what's behind this door. I'm gonna try to kick it down. Heck yeah. Go ahead and give me an athletics. Now we're in a cop movie. <gasps> Open this door. I got an eight. An eight. Ow, your foot. It hurts. Kicking down doors is not as easy as it is in the puppet shows. <laughs> you, that you, was not a wise decision. That's why no. I didn't do it. Yeah, your foot really hurts and the door is solid. <sighs> any Any other bright ideas? Oh, I'm just gonna hit it with fire. No worries. Killing it with fire? Always an option. It's the greatest of options. Usually, yeah. Pretty good one. Solid. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So, I'm gonna try and use my Scorching Ray to hit this door. Nice. Okay. Uh, are you alerting Tabitha of what you are doing? Uh, I'm gonna try to kill it with fire, Tabitha. I step behind Ariza. There you go. <laughs> All right, absolutely. And I'm not going to make you roll for that. You just scorch and ray the hell out of this door. And immediately, it's an old building. It's an old door. The The paint, you're sure, has some kind of horrible chemical. This, this place would not pass any OSHA tests. Uh, <laughs> so this door just, like, lights up immediately and begins to burn at an alarming rate. Uh, so this door is definitely burning down. So you think by the top of next round, this door will be gone and no longer a problem. Thank you, ye, ye old asbestos. <laughs> yes. Uh, the good stuff. <laughs> and then moving right along, Kara. Oh boy, we're facing off with Centaur Man and she is going to try and hit him a lot. I would just like to say for the record, the name of this demon is an Armonite. Which sounds a lot like Ammonite, which is a hilarious Pokemon. <laughs> I would just like to point out. That so thank funny. you, wizards, for this Pokemon gift. Uh, and also, yeah, uh, Kara, she's facing off with this thing. We've just had this awkward uh, exchange. <laughs> she just learned a lot about each other. You're not sure you were ready Ooh, yeah, for it. Yeah, you know, it's a little too revealing for the first date. Um, she calls out to Arnadel, hey, what? What is this thing anyway? Does it got any weaknesses? As she continues to hack it. Uh, let me get back to you on that. On my turn. On my turn. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a 12. To hit? Yeah. That will not do it. Oh, right. Then it I... bounces off of its uh, kind of armored hide. It looks like it's sort of wearing armor, but it's more like uh-huh. fused into its skin. It looks very, very odd. Ooh, and then uh, for my second attack, I'm going to try and make a shove, attempt to make a shove attack. Got so it. you'll make opposed strength checks. Ooh, I is strong. But I roll like butts. <laughs> but <laughs> I got a nine. 
<laughs> I got a 14, so I shove him on the ground. He has a plus five. Why, Dice? Why? <laughs> and then I'll use my bonus so he's, action. He's to back on him. the ground. Oh, yeah. You... He's starting to get dizzy. Woo! All right, that's much better. That's an unnatural 20 to hit. Yes. And then... Ooh, and then I'm going to use the charge on my axe to do extra electricity damage to him. Fair enough. That is 15 regular magic damage, and then 5 electricity damage, and then see the roll. If it charges, it does not recharge. And then she's going to action surge and keep on chopping. Fine. Oh boy, and now you're knocked prone. Oh, suck it. <laughs> oh, suck it, sir. Oh. Suck on this. <laughs> that is an eighteen to hit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then I'll roll my second attack. Oh, natural twenty. Oh dang. Oh. Well, shit, Celeste, you getting right fucked. I know. <laughs> my guy has done one thing. <laughs> I was like, mm, I wonder if the CR is too hard for this party. Why do I even bother? <laughs> um, so that will be 7, 11, 13, plus 8 is 21, plus 4 is 25 damage to the face. Nuts. Anything else? No, that that would be quite enough, thank That's you. That's enough? Yeah, yes. Goody. Uh... <laughs> And <laughs> good God, I'm a monster. You are. Kara is a monster. All right, Saye, what are you gonna do? <laughs> well, I want to try and put up these fires first. Yeah, absolutely. How are you going to do that? With my elemental attunement, doesn't nice. it really require me to make any kind of action unless the fires have gotten too big for me to control? Uh, right now, they're still pretty new. Um, it looks like probably somebody set them around the start of this combat. Uh, so it's really only been like 30 seconds. Okay, then I just want to snuff them out right away. Because you're the avatar. You just, yeah, you're like, exactly. You're like, shh. Wait, yeah. wait, no, what do you do? What do you do to snuff out a fire? I probably like take a moment to feel the heat and the energy of the flames and then like like I'm deflating a beach ball or those stretchy balls, <laughs> you know, that uh, <laughs> open and close, I am closing it. Close it. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, like those things at the Discover store you used to play with yeah, a lot exactly. as a kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So you, yeah, deflate the fire. You're like, shh, no more. Uh, so you put out the fires up above. So nobody is in immediate danger from those anymore. All right, now I want to try and find the safest way out for these people, since clearly the lobby isn't an option. Yes, so the only exits out of the theater are those two doors that are jammed right now, and then to go on stage and through the back doors, and that's where the actors are exiting currently. Okay. So really, you got to get those doors open if you're going to get those people out of here. The aisle doors? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because then... they got to go through the lobby and then out the main doors. Again, okay, then- totally fail OSHA, not enough exit doors out of this theater. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Uh, then I will make my way down um, onto the stage and through the back doors. If the, I'm sure the actors have a way to get from the lobby to the dressing rooms. So find that passageway to get into the lobby. Sure. Okay, so you want to uh, get off of the crow's nest and move over your ice wall? Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. 
Uh, yeah. Okay, so what what route do you want to go? If you could just jump over the ice wall, that would be the fastest, but you'd have to make some athletics checks, or you could spend your turn running all the way back down. So, because if you do run to your box, um, yeah. you can run down the stairs and go into the lobby that way. Uh, if jumping down is faster and will give me more room to play in my turn, I'll do that, because I can slow fall. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and give me an athletics or an acrobatics. Acrobatics. To look cool. To look real cool, I rolled a 15. Okay. Do you <laughs> want to land on the stage side of the ice wall or in the uh, house? Will the house lead me to the lobby? No. no. So stage side. Okay. All right. So you want to jump and go stage side. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so you do so. And you sail gracefully over the top of this and slow fall. And you're brought down and you see Kara doing battle with a half centaur thing and Arnadel is also there. Yes. I say, sorry guys, I gotta go help these people get out of here before it's too late. Okay. Oh, good idea! Yep, and so you, you run around uh, through the wings and you see the door that connects the stage uh, to the hallway that leads to the lobby. And I go for it. Okay, and you do, and you are running out towards the lobby. Okay, and then so you make it to the lobby, I'll say, at the end of your turn, and here you can see that there, uh, the doors are indeed barred on the other side, and then there are two fires that have been started, like, right by the bases of the doors, and as you round the corner, there are two figures dressed in black, with, like, kind of face masks on, that just turn and look towards you really startled as you just come around the corner. Oh, shit. Yep. <laughs> and then that's your turn. Uh, all right, and then Tabitha. Okay. So this door is now burnt to a crisp. <laughs> and you, yeah, you can see the area beyond it. Uh, there are a set of stairs that lead up. Okay, I'm going to proceed up the stairs. Absolutely. And as you do so, you round the corner and you find yourself, you are in the dressing room area of the theater. So there are four dressing rooms here. Uh, one on the end, of course, has a big gold star painted on it. Uh, you know that belongs to Madame Benedicta. And then okay. there's also an exit door at the end of this hallway. I'm going to... Hmm, star door seems too obvious, but double check it in case she has anything that she needs to pick up. So I'm going to just go up to the what would be her door and see if it'll open up. Sure. Uh, it does. This does not have a lock on it, or nobody locked it. Uh, and as you kick it open, you see that there is a woman who is bound, gagged, and unconscious that is laying on a couch. Um, oh. It seems she's been, she's been, yeah, tied up. She's kind of an older woman. You're not actually mm. sure who this is. And then you see that the room has been tossed, as if uh, somebody has been looking for something and trying to put something together really, really quickly. I'm going to pull out the wig and kind of put it around her and <laughs> investigate like, while doing so. Just be you? like, wait a second, is that you? Yeah. All right. So uh, you're making an investigation check. <laughs> yes. Okay. Absolutely. Go, go ahead. That is a uh, fourteen. Uh, you know that this is definitely not Madame Benedicta. Uh, and as you are looking at this woman, it seems like she has a head wound. So it seems somebody struck her over the head, and that's probably why she's unconscious. She is breathing shallow shallowly. Also, while you look around the room, you see that uh, a weird smell kind of catches your nose, and you note that there is a can of oil that is sitting next to this couch here. And I'm going to go ahead and ask you to make a perception check for me. Okay. That is also a 14. Okay. Uh, then you do not hear it coming as a pipe slams down on top of your head. Oh, fuck! Ooh. 
Alright, I need you to go ahead and make me a constitution saving throw, please. Ten. Ten. Okay, so you get real woozy, and the world kind of spins around as you, like, slump over to the side, and you see that the hand that was holding this pipe below, uh, Madame Benedicta was behind you, clearly cloaked in some kind of invisibility. Uh, she's now standing over you with a pipe, and her, her wig has been thrown off, so you just see her hair, her red hair in this, like, kind of pinned-up mess, and her, like, makeup is kind of smudged off, and she's breathing very heavily and looking around the room like she's just trying to decide what to do next okay. at this point. So you are prone on the ground. You are still conscious. Okay. But... Did Ariza see that? Uh, is about to come around the corner. Oh, right, right, <laughs> right. Would I be able to cast Dissonant Whispers? Yeah, go ahead and okay. cast it. I say in my woozy state, I say, Your talent is waning with age. Oh. <gasps> Ooh. And you need to give me a Sick wisdom burn. saving throw. Oh, boy. Shots fired. Oh, nope, she makes it. All right. And... <laughs> You take half damage. <laughs> okay. Ten, down to five. Okay. All right. Uh, and as you do this, and so she's hit with these psychic screams, she's, she just starts screaming and drops the pipe, and she's like, How dare you? How dare you hurt me? I'm just a victim! This woman, she's trying to kill me! And she just, like, throws herself down on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and then that's what's happening to you. <laughs> and then the monster up above, uh, who is prone again, is going to stand up. Good god, and try. So much prone. So try, much prone. Such prone, this game. Uh, and try to go in for an attack, Kara. Such prone. Ooh, mini bludgeon. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, with its hooves, it's going to get a 27 to hit. Woo boy! Ouch. So it My rears hands. up on its back legs and brings its pointy hooves down upon your little dwarven body and gets two sixes. My goodness. Uh, that is going to be 17 bludgeoning damage. All right. And it is going to go in with its claws as well. There's these rolls I've been waiting for. There's the 24. <laughs> he just really needed to roll around on the ground a lot to get properly <laughs> furious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe right. someone knocks some sense into him. <laughs> the curved, bladey tail is going to come around for a third swing. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. It's got a weird tail. And that will miss you, but uh, you are struck by hooves in the chest, so you feel that just <clears throat> that blowback, and you have a hard time breathing, just as these claws come down and rake uh, at the sides of your neck, and you just barely avoid a swinging tail. Uh, and that's the only monster who's left alive. Is that all you got, pony boy? You guys are so mean to my monsters and my NPCs. Oh my goodness. Uh, Arnadel. Eldritch Blast! I'm just gonna keep Eldritch Blasting it. Oh, reliable. Or, 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 hold on now, hold on now, let me think. Or we're gonna go milky rubbing. (laughs) No signature move today? Oof. Why, I've been really (laughs) wanting to try Toll the Dead. Oh, yeah, that's a cool one. Um, this will be my very first time using it. So I'm going to point my finger at this shithead and the sound of a dolorous bell fills the air around it for a moment. It must meet, uh, meet succeed on a wisdom saving throw of you must succeed on a wisdom saving throw of 16. No. 2d12. It's 2d12. Oh, yipes. 
Have we ever rolled a d12? In I have not. This will be my first time. I don't have a great axe. So I yeah. think, actually, mm. there was a spell that I used to have that was d12, but... Oh! Yeah, which bowl is a d12. Yeah. And witch I just bowl. got the red... Which bowl? Yeah. Which bowl? Which bowl? Which bowl? Alright, so the first one is going to be nine points of damage plus... Five, so fourteen points of damage, and it's necrotic. Oh, and he's scared. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm Ow. scared. I'm somehow terrified. I don't even know why I'm here. I'm just a demon trying to do my job. I think. What do you guys think about that? It's the first time you ever seen Arnett. I'll do that. It's like dong. That was kind of scary. Everybody's <laughs> like, cool. "Where'd that bell come from?" <laughs> yeah. Who let Wait, that bell is- in here? Is that what the bell does? It just makes people scared? Well, it's not- <laughs> it hurts, it hurts them. them with death. He died a little bit. Oh. He died bells. a little inside. Yeah. Uh, Alright, Arnadel. Anything else? Would you like to move at all? Yeah, I'll stay here. So, Ariza, you come round the corner after your friend. You hear a, a cracking sound, a yelp of pain, and then you hear weeping coming from the room. So as you come into this dressing room, you see this woman bound unconscious on the couch. You see your friend Tabitha lying on the ground, clearly with, like, some blood caked on her face. And you also see Madame Benedicta is lying on the ground, sobbing. So that is what you see as you come in. And Benedicta is crying, She's going to hurt me! She's going to hurt me! Please! Please! And she crawls across the ground, and, like, it's trying to, like, grab the edge of your your dress, and is like, please. Okay. First of all, take a deep breath. I need to just stop the histrionics for five seconds. Breathe, 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 breathe. Hold that thought. And I run over and I check on Tabitha and make sure that Tabitha's alive. Mildly concussed. Okay. Uh, Did she hit you? Yes, with the pipe on the floor. The- I thought she was the assassin. They're all after me. What am I supposed to do? I mean, not just willy-nilly attack people. I, I mean, sorry, sorry, you're upset, whatever. But- <sighs> She's crying. She's, like, leaning against the door frame. Like, oh, <laughs> of course she is. <laughs> what, happened during- what happened during the performance? Where did you go? Oh, I don't know. I was... I was trying to enjoy my final moments. And, you know, I had my last little bit of improv about my show ending, and then all of a sudden the lights went out and that voice, and I just, I knew they were coming for me. I can't tell you why, but I knew they were coming for me. Do you know who they is? Any idea who would be after you, who's trying to attack you? The Zentarum, of course. And Manchun, their hideous leader. Bullshit. I was trying to turn things around. I worked with them for a while, but I was going to confess everything I knew about the vault. For you see, I am one of the keys. So as long as I live, I will never be safe. Please, please have mercy upon me. Uh, can you explain the, what key, can you explain the key? How are you the key? <laughs> it was bestowed upon me by Never Ember, this, this curse, I suppose. I just, I somehow know. I, I woke up one day and I knew. 
and I can feel where the other keys are too. If if you just protect me, if if you promise to keep me alive through this, I will help you. There are three representatives here, somewhere in the theater. If they've not already perished, I need to go with them. And at that point, I would like to cast Zone of Truth to make sure she's telling me the truth. Heck yeah. Yas. 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 (laughs) This is the call of our people. Yas. (laughs) All right, so you need to make a charisma saving throw. Okay. She's probably won't go, but I'll imagine. All right, what was my DC? 15. Okay. Her eyes go wide, and she says, I will answer anything, any question you put to me. Was this spell that they put on you for the key the reason that you had that nasty attitude? Oh, damn. (laughs) No. Damn. Damn. I've always been like this. And she, like, claps her hand over her mouth. Okay, I have one more question, and then we'll get to the meat of this. All right. Did you eat my turkey leg that was in the back stage? (laughs) Absolutely not. That's disgusting, and you shouldn't keep food there anyway. Touche. All right. <laughs> how do we, how do we find the Zendarum? How do we, what do we, how do we help you? How can we help you? I think the best thing to do for me now would be, well, maybe to turn me over to the Waterdeep officials. I, I was planning to, to leave, uh, to, to make myself disappear, but clearly they have found me. This was going to be my final performance and then I would get on a boat somewhere, but Manchun and his, Allies, clearly they will hunt me wherever I go, so please, just take me to the proper authorities. That is my only hope. (laughs) I think we need to find the ladies with the purple flowers. Please, immediately. But you have to protect me. Just come with us. All right. My fate is in your capable hands. And she she clutches both of your hands together and just looks so pitiful. Like, That's a lot of touching. Ugh, God, this lady. Do we really have to save her? <laughs> you sure the key isn't just, like, in her stomach? Because she's a yeah, singer. And... Like, next to the cocaine, you know? <laughs> you, you have heard the rumors that the keys to this vault can be anything. Even people. Mm. Alright. Very well. You shall live. <laughs> she's weeping the whole time. But she will come with you. Uh, I guess we'll get to turn order, because we still have a combat going up above. Yes. Uh, okay, so that was Arise's turn, so Kara. Oh, is it me again? Oh, it's you and oh. I. Here we are again, old friend. Um, is she is looking at him, and she, wait, is you Manchun? Who is that? Is you Manchun? I'm not, but the the person who sounded like you, who said that they was going to kill everyone. Was that you that made the big boomy voice? No. Oh. Die. And <laughs> <laughs> she, she would continue wailing on him. <laughs> I'm sorry I only have, like, two scary voices, and you happen to get the same one, I guess. <laughs> oh, you know, it sounds like a demon. I mean, I feel like all demons sound yeah. the same. I mean, I don't care if that's racist. They're evil. <laughs> Fair enough. All demons sound the same. You heard it here. <laughs> it's canon. <laughs> yeah. Right. I am I am willing to hit this fool. Okay. 
Do your worst. Oh my god, a natural 20. That's like four. Dang. This is stupid. That's not... I, I don't even want to roll my dice anymore. All right. Bring it in. Bring it in, natural Oh, very well. Very well. Um, I'll roll... Um, all right, so that's 13, 15, plus four, or plus five, is 18. 13, All right. yes. I'm going to stop you there. How do you want to kill it? Oh, boy, yes. After we have another awkward exchange. <laughs> no! <laughs> she goes and she gets in very, like, barrels in with her shield, and she gets in really close to him and gives in a lunge in. And hacks, yeah, clean, clean through the neck, and watches as his weird demonic head rolls onto the ground, just mouth agape, flying, and it bounces <laughs> off of the ice wall, and then uh, it rolls back across the ground. And his red eyes still look at you for one last moment before they go black, and his uh, skin seems to sizzle and burst with that acidity and the smell of brimstone as the body of this mm. demon begins to melt away in front of you. Delicious. You have defeated my demon! Oh, yes! So, now the situation stands. There are currently no more demons. There is a lobby that still has smoke rising above it. Saya, you are standing out there with two of these figures in black. People are still clawing at the doors, crushing each other. People are dead everywhere from ice or from the attacks of these little pig demons. It's absolute tragedy. And then the two of you are down below with a hysterical Benedicta. So let's work as a team. Let's just narrate. How is the situation going to resolve? What are we going to do about this? How are you guys handling the rest of the situation? Saya out in the lobby is going to try and knock out the two people in masks mm-hmm. as quickly as she can. Um, maybe Avatar style using the fire with her punches nice. to knock them out. Yeah, and you you absolutely do that. Like these two did not see you come in, and you are just a, a force that takes down these two figures. Uh, so they are unconscious right quick. Right on, and then put out the rest of the fires, and start opening up the doors that are barred. Yeah. So as you are out there in the lobby, you unbar the doors, and finally people in this mad rush begin to, like, flood outwards. Uh, and you see people are just scrambling as they just run outside the building. They're just they're just trying to get out at this point. And you begin to hear uh, the equivalent of, of magic-y sirens coming from outside <laughs> as you see that the, the city watch has now been alerted by the smoke and everything that's happening. So the City Watch is beginning to pull out in front of the theater as people are running out now. What's going on on the stage? Kara would run around and like run backstage and check to see if, uh, if there are any more people, if there are any more suspicious-looking people, specifically, too. And then, yeah, when she sees the, the trapdoor, she would call down and be like, are you guys down there? <laughs> it's all clear up here. And what are the two of you doing with Benedicta? Well, if we need to protect you, uh, I'm saying this to her, if we need to protect you, then uh, two of you is better than one, and I cast Disguise Self on my on me to make myself look like her. Oh, darling, you look fabulous. <laughs> Thanks. I, yeah, let's, let's, let's just, let's just go. Ariza, do you, you got her? 
Please, yes. And I'm going to put she's, on the blue wig and everything, yeah. too. She's leaning heavily on you <laughs> as you walk. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, visibly annoyed and rushing to the top and trying yeah. to get back to the stairs and get up to the <laughs> stage and go and find our in case of emergency friends. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you are immediately greeted by a dwarf as you ascend the, sta- the stairs. Sorry about earlier. Uh, it's fine. He's dead. Yeah. They're all dead. And half the audience. I feel a little bad. Not much we can do about it. Yeah, and Benedicta gasps as she comes and sees the theater, and she reaches out a hand to touch the purple flower on your lapel, Kara, and she Hmm. says, Thank you. I only wish I could have relayed my information sooner before these lives were lost. It's, uh, it's okay. But, you know, it turns out your last performance was a real killer. Ah! She, she puts her, her hand to her lips and just <laughs> nods sorrowfully. Uh, all right. So, so you all manage to get back together. The people are out in the streets. Now medical attention is being brought in by the City Watch. Uh, eventually, the, the watch comes in. You all are asked to stay and go over the details of what happened. Benedicta tells her story. Um, you all are thanked by the city watch. They assure you that they will take it from here. They will take Madame Benedicta into custody uh, to ensure she is safe. And you are all successful heroes of Waterdeep. Yes, and so yeah, the, the night is... You know, some casualties, but the night was, it could have been a lot worse if you all weren't there to stop it. So congratulations, you have made it through episode five of the podcast of Waterdeep. Good job, team. Yeah, it was an absolute pleasure playing with you all. So what I want us to do now, just go around, say your name one more time, who you played, and then where we can find you on the internet. So I'll go ahead and start in an egotistical fashion. My name is Celeste Conowich. I am the Dungeon Master for the Venture Maidens podcast, which streams every Wednesday on our channel, The Venture Maidens on Twitch. So find us there uh, or find us on Twitter at Venture Maidens or me personally at C. Conowich. I play, uh, my name is Brittany Quintero. I play Arnadil Ithil, the moon elf warlock for Venture Maidens. And you can find me basically everywhere that Venture Maidens stuff is found. Um, or at my personal one, uh, Visual Warlock, Instagram or Twitter. And I'm Nassim. I played Saya Noor, the human monk uh, of the Venture Maidens. And yeah, chat to us. Chat to us? Yes. All through all the Venture Maidens <laughs> things. And then me personally, you can find on Twitter at Nassim Etimad, as well as Instagram, mostly as uh, Nazgul. And I'm Sage. I have and always will be Kara Brynhilda the, the Dwarven Barbarian and if you did not have your fill of puns and good humor you can find me on Twitter, Instagram all of your social networking needs at Staff of Sage I'm Kyle, I was playing Tabitha which is an NPC for the podcast that I am the Dungeon Maestro for and that is Bombarded you can find us on Twitter at BombardedCast you can find me personally at Boognish underscore theory. That's B-O-O-G-N-I-S-H. And uh, we release our podcast every other Tuesday. 
Oh, me. Hi, um, I'm Christina Ariel. That's K-R-Y-S-T-I-N-A-A-R-I-E-L-L-E. Um, I played Ariza, the Asimar Cleric Bard. Uh, thank you guys for having me. It's really great. Uh, you can find me on Sirens of the Realms when we come back. And you can watch back episodes on VLD. Um, and for Celeste, I just have one thing to say before I go. Oh, yeah? We went on an adventure with the Venture Mains and played some D&D. For the podcast of Waterdeep, we had a real good time. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I get all blushy. Oh my God. That's so cool that you guys can do that. I'm awful Uh, dancing in my heart. Uh, Thank you both, Christina and Kyle, so much for coming on. It was so fun having you and and getting to play with some new folks. And um, thank you all so much. And I don't know, Christina and Kyle, if you know this, but at the end, we do this horrible thing where we all try to say Venture Away at the same time. Blow our mic. So um, (laughs) I'm going to say, you know what you should do until next time. And then we're all going to try and say Venture Away. So here we go. And you know what you all should do until next time? Venture away! (laughs) Venture away, everybody. (laughs) It's a pretty good one, actually. There you go. Not bad. Alright. Uh, pineapple.